Hey cuties, welcome to another episode of Mimi Said What? I'm Mimi Robinson, and this is my show where I have unfiltered girlfriend chatter with a dose of TV and entertainment and a side of pop culture. I'm a dope-ass black woman who happens to be a wife, a mom, and still have a life of my own. Mimi, update. So I had a chilled out first week in the fall. I laid around all day Saturday in my Friday sweats and watched A Different World on HBO Max all weekend. Now, I told you that TV One had a marathon on Saturday, but I started my marathon on Friday and watched Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, Then late Saturday night, I ran out and upgraded my iPhone. I had the 11 Pro, um, and so I just got the 14, came back home, showered, put on a onesie that I laid around in all day on Sunday. So I had the perfect fall weekend with the perfect fall temperatures. Um, Oh, I know what I meant to tell y'all. So a couple of weeks, I got some new glasses. And your girl is officially in the geriatric club. Now, the frames themselves are cute. I'm always keep it cute, but they are progressive lenses. So I went from single vision glasses to progressives, which is just really a new word for bifocals. (laughs) It means that both up close and distance is all in one lens. Now, if you look at them, you could not tell the difference, but the price tag tells me otherwise. And the startling fact that I need assistance with both distance and near. So, I'm surviving them. There is a little bit of an adjustment when you first get them. But other than that, I've been good to go. So you just have to make sure you're looking through the correct part of the lens. So obviously straight ahead is where you want to look for distance. And you need to do more of like tucking your chin to your chest for the reading part. And you have no peripheral vision. You literally need to turn your head. So I'm part owl now and geriatric. Um, But... As much as I joke about them, they're good as hell. <laughs> like, I needed these shits and they have changed my whole entire life. Uh, but I'm going to sign up for AARP. I hear they'll let you in if you're in your 30s and your 40s, and I'm firmly in my 40s. So I'm going to see can I get me a membership and some discounts? All right. So, what else? Um, ooh. I leveled up last week in parenting. So my son called me in tears um, and he called in tears because he had hurt himself. He's been practicing with the lacrosse team and he got banged up a little bit and was in pain. And as a parent to hear your child of any age, wherever they are, you know, to call you crying, you know, it's something serious, but I try not to go to the sunken place because he is away at school. Um, And he just had a moment, but he had injured his forearm and I think his wrist. And so um, during the course of the conversation, he calmed down. Really, just all of his adrenaline had worn off from when it happened. And so um, he had to go to urgent care. Now, as a mom to a college, a new college kid, I was just like, 
I was very aware not to unravel because if I unravel, you know, then that was going to make him feel uncertain. And I didn't want him to feel that way. But as a parent, I was just like, we just going to check all of these boxes off (laughs) while he's at college, even though he hasn't been there that long. Um, But at the same time, y'all, I was so proud of him. He went to the urgent care all on his own and not serious in an in-state school, but he he knew what to do. And as as much as I knew he would know what to do, um, it was still just just the mom in me that was like, OK, but that's my boy. And, you know, normally when he needs to go, I'm there to take him. And so I wasn't. And so that was really different for me. But I let go. Um, and he handled it. Um, I gave him everything that he needed to know <laughs> to fill out the forms, you know, um, and he was good. I reminded him to advocate for himself that if he felt like he was not getting the treatment that he deserved, that he needed, or they were giving him like the runaround in any way to feel free and empowered to advocate for yourself. Um, I always tell the kids to remember the end result is to get the need met met and in this case was to get his arm and his wrist checked out and he really wanted to make sure it wasn't broken so um he was able to do that and all of that stuff and so I was really proud but it made me realize that all summer I had been grooming him for this moment and I didn't even realize it so he worked and he would go to work and um college comes with some requirements right so you have to make sure your vaccine your vaccines are up to date there were some specific ones that you had to have and stuff like that and he would leave work and go to these doctor's appointments on his own um and so those simple things that just seemed like getting ready for college were the very things that you know uh that he would fall back on when he had to go to urgent care now he is fine uh, I checked in with him and it's much better. It's not 100%, but it's definitely making uh, good progress. Uh, the funnier part of this was once I was able to get out of my feelings and all of that was the urgent care people call me. And I was like, okay. Um, and they called me because my son is a minor. He's in college, <laughs> but he's only 17. And they had to call me so I could give them permission to treat him. And I was floored, y'all. I just, obviously I'm well aware that my son is not 18, but it just didn't dawn on me that I would need to do that. And so, of course, I was like, yes, 100% do do treat him. Uh, make sure he's got excellent care and all that stuff. So um, every time I feel like I'm good, and I am good with him being at school and stuff like that, but then something happens and it's like, damn. You're so used to being there and it's just a realization like you're not there anymore, but he's got it. So all you parents who have kids in college seasoned or not, let me know what your experience is like. Like what's your kids experience like? Are they enjoying this process? Nasir is very independent. And so I don't worry in that kind of way. Um. Whereas Nori, Nori is way different. When she goes to school, she might be calling me every day. <laughs> Whereas Nasir, I have to remind him to call once a week to check in. 
Um, but he has fully embraced the college experience and that definitely warms my heart. But I have read some stuff from other college parents and their kids kind of are still like calling home and they hate the food and typical freshman stuff for sure. But um, it definitely just made me wonder like what are other people's kids experiencing? All right, so lastly, our sneaker of the week is a bomb ass. It's a Nike Air Jordan 1 Low, which means it's a low top. And the color is called Vivid Green, y'all, but it's got snakeskin on it. So the sneaker is black and white, like it says, but for all of the vivid green colors, they're snakeskin. And so I unboxed those on my feed. So um, you can go and take a look. They fly as hell, though. All right, y'all, that's it for your Mimi update. Okay, let's chit chat a rate a little bit about some pop culture. Ooh, update from last week. So last week I told y'all that I got Mr. and Mrs. Kev on stage book and their goal was to hit the New York Times bestseller. And they did it, which is really, really dope. Um, I love to see people win. Um, when people are, when their dreams are coming to fruition, when they are winning, um, it's just a reminder that, you know, lessons are around the corner, right? So they in a the neighborhood. So yours is on its way. But I was really excited for them. Except on a sad note, um, Kev shared that his brother, um, who I believe was also their manager, unexpectedly died. So lots of love to uh, them and their family. Uh, it's so hard to be on such a high, right, from one thing and then... If we know one thing that's going to happen is life is going to life. And so this sudden passing of his brother was the exact opposite, you know, of all the excitement they had kind of been reeling in. Um, so um, I just wanted to tell you all that. All right. So it's been um, it's been some interesting things going on in the world this week and some things that we for sure are going to talk about the first thing is re motherfucking Anna. So Rihanna posted a picture of her holding a football up in the air on Instagram over the weekend. And well, she is headlining the 57th Super Bowl halftime show. And we already know that shit gonna be fire. Rihanna got hits on top of hits on top of hits. And I've never seen her perform, but I believe she gives you a good show. Everything about her says you won't have a good experience. So the Super Bowl is February 12th of 2023 at the State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Um, I haven't watched NFL in years. <laughs> I don't agree with them. I don't watch them. I used to be a New York Giants fan as New York was my first home. Um, I lived there for seven years, and so they were always my team, but they got canned right along with the NFL years ago, so typically, the only time I watch is for the Super Bowl, and it's probably because I like to eat, I like to watch the cartoons, and all of that stuff, so yeah, I'm excited about that. All right, Lupin, um, so Lupin, it looks like Lupin on Netflix, Announced that part three is coming back and I am thrilled. Um, 
If you haven't seen the show, you are indeed missing out on this jewel. Uh, they don't have an official date. They only said part three is coming soon. So I hope soon is like soon, soon. Um, yeah, I'm really, really, really excited about that. So it's a good show. If you haven't watched though now, it's a spectacular time to get caught up. Um, so as we head into, well, we're already officially in fall and we're heading into all things Halloween. And so uh, Kelly Rowland and Marlon Wayans has a new Halloween movie coming out. It's called The Curse of Bridge Hollow and it's coming to Netflix and the premise is a man and his daughter must team up to save their town after an ancient and mischievous spirit causes Halloween decorations <laughs> to come to life and wreak havoc. Now, I don't know the level of scary because I'm a scary girl and I don't like scary shit. But I imagine uh, it's not that scary. So based on what I saw, like the little trailer, it totally looked manageable. Um, it comes out October 14th, so just in a few short weeks, we'll be able to check it out. And I'll watch it. I'll probably watch it with Bay and Nori. Um, every now and again, we like to sit down and watch a family movie, and I think that's a good one. Speaking of family movies and something I'm absolutely not scared of, Hocus Pocus 2. Did y'all, did y'all know that they were doing a Hocus Pocus 2? Maybe we should have started there, huh? So... Um, Hocus Pocus, like I said, is one of the few scary movie, well, Halloween movies that I don't find to be scary. Now, the original came out in 1993 and the new one, Hocus Pocus 2, comes out in a couple of days. So the gang is back. Our three witches are back. Um, Bette Midler. Sarah Jessica Parker, and I forget the other lady's name who was also in Sister Act, but the witches are back. And I hope that they have done this movie justice. It has become such a Halloween classic that it would be terrible if they fucked it up. I would be real mad. Like, I'm invested too deep, I'd be mad. But... We're going to find out. It comes out on Disney Plus on September 30th. So just a few days. So by next week, we should have an update on um, what it was like. Uh, it's all things Halloween in the stores right now. Hell, there's even some Christmas stuff. Uh, my daughter has been talking about her Halloween costume. I have seen people's fall and Halloween decorations going up. So it's happening. Um, so if you want to watch it, it's on Disney Plus, um, and then we can discuss it next, next week, next week. Uh, what else? Oh, there was a funny story about Queen Latifah that I wanted to share with y'all. So while she was on the red carpet for her movie, that Netflix movie that was trash, I think it was called End of the Road. Anyway, um, she was talking to an interviewer and she mentioned that she has a no death clause in her contract. And I was so fascinated by that. Now, we all remember the tragic and hellacious shootout Cleo experienced at the end, end of Set It Off. So we know she's died before. And apparently in some follow-up movies, um, The Bone Collector, which I never watched, a movie called Sphere, which I never watched, she also died. 
So she realized that if her character dies every time, she can't be a part of the sequels. <laughs> so because of that very reason, she has a no death clause in her contract. So y'all will not be killing all of her characters. And I think that's pretty fucking smart. Now, I love her in The Equalizer, which has not come back yet, even though I know it's coming. So it's good to know that in her work, movie or TV, that they're not going to be killing her off. So uh, <laughs> I wonder if other people have that in their contract. I know that people will have all kinds of stipulations, but that's definitely a good one. All right. So y'all, I saw a poster for a Millie Vanilli movie. I'm all in. Do y'all remember Millie Vanilli? I feel like you should. I don't know how you could forget them. Like they are, as far as I know, the only singing group who made it to the top to come crashing down once the world found out that they were lip singing and they could not in fact sing. So there's a biopic coming out and it is appropriately titled Girl You Know It's True. <laughs> Which sounds so shady but uh for those of you in the cheap seats like I said Millie Vanilli skyrocketed to stardom they had like I want to say about three hits girl you know it's true is one of the, one of them uh what was the other one blame it on the rain I can't remember anyway they topped the U.S. Billboard charts like they were doing it. It was two men. They had these long ass braids in their hairs because 80s. Um, and it came out that they were actually lip singing. And it wasn't just like one artist. I think it was a couple of artists that they were like <laughs> who were actually doing the singing. So they even won a Grammy Award for Best New Artist. Ain't that some shit? Anyway, I'm here for this story. I'm invested in this story. They put out a picture of the two guys that are going to play them. And they are spot on, including those shitty braid wigs from the 80s. So they have not given us a release date yet. So we got a whole lot of you, but I'm here for it. And as soon as I find out, we're going to talk about it. Because like I say, I'm invested and I need you to be invested too. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, so, James Earl Jones is retiring his voice. You ever think you could have a career where you need to retire your voice? Like, that sounds like some gangster shit. So, he has signed over his rights to voice Darth Vader in Star Wars. Which means he's officially retiring that voice. Now, he's been doing Darth Vader's voice for over 40 years that's insane. Wow. <laughs> so he did this because he wants to keep the character of Darth Vader alive, but he's tired. He is 91 years old and I did not realize he was that old. Did you know he was that old? He's one of those people who kind of like Cicely Tyson that had just always been around and we feel like they just gonna always be around. Now, obviously, Cicely then went on to glory earlier this year, but she was in her 90s too. Uh, I will forever remember Miss J. Pittman because that was the first time I saw her work as a child in school. Um, and I went to a white school. <laughs> um, but yeah, he is 91 years old. Now, he started this role in 1977, y'all. 
here is where I tell you I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> like my whole lifetime. In a couple of weeks, I will be 43. God damn. So um, he stopped doing press some time ago. He was noticeably absent when Coming to America 2 came out and everybody was doing press because he's 91 and he's tired. And God damn it, if you live to be 91, you get to do what you want to do and what you don't want to do. And I understand he don't want to be schlepped around and paraded around for press when he's 91 years old and he's tired. So um, for all you Star Wars fans, my son is a Star Wars fan. Um, just know the voice will go on. I can't imagine who they would get to fill his shoes because James Earl Jones has a voice that you just know the minute you hear it. Kinda like Sam Jackson, kinda like Morgan Freeman. Like you just know the voice, and it's such a voice. So, all right, y'all, that's it for pop culture. Okay, let's get into what Mimi is watching. I feel like I didn't watch a lot this week, and that's okay. We're going to talk about what I did watch. So, I watched a movie on Netflix called Do Revenge, and uh, my bestie T told me about this. And it's also been in the top 10 of of um, shows, you know, I always like to check out what's in the top 10 on Netflix, and that was definitely one of them. So think Cruel Intentions, think Mean Girl. That's exactly the kind of movie that it is. Um, it's two teenagers who team up to take action against their tormentors. So it's like this person tormented me and this person tormented you, this other person did. And now I want you to go after the person who tormented me and I'm gonna go after yours. And that's just what we're gonna do. Um, So it was a... It was a good movie. It was entertaining. It was crazy. It was all of those things. Um, so do check it out. Um, also, Uncensored came back. And they're still in season five. But the latest episode, which is episode nine, start Kadeem Hardison, which was right on time for the A Different World 35th uh, anniversary. So it was really good. I didn't learn anything new about him. Um... But it, but it was a good watch. So also uh, along with that, Unsung came back. So they both air like back to back. And this one was Tony Terry. And oh my gosh, it took me way back, like all the way back. I loved his songs. He can still sing. And I totally didn't know he was from the DMV area. I don't know how I missed that part. Maybe I was just too young. Um, I'm sure I should not have been listening to his songs, but I was singing uh, <laughs> When I'm With You and <laughs> all of these all of these romantical songs. But in watching it, I found out that he is almost 60. I believe he's 58 years old. And I was in shock. I did not realize he was that much older older than me I definitely thought he was more my sister's age and my sister is um she'll be 50 next year so sometimes or a lot of the times I was watching some shows you know that my sister was watching because she was older and we were in the same household same with music but he's even older than her by almost 10 years um he looks amazing though and like I said, he can still sing he's putting out new music I'm not necessarily interested in it because <laughs> I like 90s music. <laughs> I like the songs that I already know all the words to that I can sing along. Um, 
but it's nice to see him still out there moving and shaking um, and singing his face off. What else did I watch this week? I watched not ooh 911 y'all. 911 was hella good this week. It took so many turns. I mean, it careened us off a goddamn cliff, but the ending had my mouth open and I was clutching my pearls. I did not see that coming. So, it's a lot of storyline happening. Um the story I'll say a lot of it right now seems focused on Athena. But a little touch of Hen in the mix and a little touch of everybody else. But the story just heavily is on her right now. But it's good. So if you have not watched it, if it's still collecting dust on your DVR, then you got some time to get caught up. But, ooh, it was a really, really good one. Um, I also checked out a new show. So the new show is called The Black Hamptons. And it debuted last week on BET. Uh, It's a new drama series about a feud between two families in this like quaint town of Sag Harbor on Long Island in New York. And it's about money, power, respect. (laughs) I was about to start rapping. Anyway, it's about all those things. It's old money versus new money and the uppity blacks. Um, it's also based on a book also called the black Hamptons by Carl Weber. Um, it stars Lamont Rucker, which we've known him for, from a few things, but most notably, why did I get married? Um, Elise Neal, which I hadn't seen her in a long time. Uh, Vanessa Bell Calloway, always love her. Um, and some other people, both faces that are familiar, but I don't remember their names off the top of my head. And then some new favorites, new faces. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel yet because I'm only one episode in, but if you are interested, um, you can catch it at 10 p.m. on Wednesdays on BET. I'm going to give it a few more episodes before I decide um, if I like it or not, but it definitely has potential and sometimes shows grow on you. So I can't just judge a show by one episode. I need a few more to decide. So So far, that's it for what Mimi is watching. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mimi Said What? Thank you for listening, for subscribing, and sharing. Oh, and also, if you could do me a solid and drop me some reviews on whatever platform you listen to Mimi Said What? on, you could do stars, you could leave a comment. I love you long time. Um, Tell a friend to tell a friend you are appreciated. You can follow me at Mimi Cute Lips everywhere on social. And as you continue the conversation, don't forget to use the hashtag Mimi Said What. Until next time, cuties, I'm just saying, Mimi Said What is the perfect outlet for women with busy lives.